Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis. And it's another boardroom chat, Kathy. Yes, it is. Praise the Lord. You going to let me talk today? I am. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, I can't stop him. You I mean, it's like me. a nonstop. <laughs> I'm like a motorboat. Huh? It's, okay. it's okay. God is so good. I tell you, I, I'm in a really good mood. I just, uh, you might have seen our faith, the facts. And I was talking about uh, life is your opportunity to shine. Mm. And I was doing that, and I thought, you know, I'm going to talk about that on the boardroom chat, too. I want to talk a little bit more. It's only about five minutes. All right. And you got to understand something. Life has been given. You know, I like what Jesus said to or actually Moses said, but God gave it to him. He said, I put before you death and life, blessing and curse, and choose life yeah. that you and your seed may live. It's Deuteronomy 30. Well, I want to ask you a question. How long do you want to live? Let me ask you a question. How long do you want to live? Well, I'm, I'm talking about in this life. In this life. Well, I, I want to go for the promise of 120. Ah, the promise of 120. And yet, in you very seldom ever find a person that's 120 years old. You hear, and, it's rare. And you know why? why? You ever wonder why? What is it said, because they're sick? No, because we don't preach 120 years. Whatever you preach is what you receive. I remember years ago, hardly anybody would ever get healed. But when Oral Roberts and people like that, and back in the 1947, 1958, healing revivals, they began to preach healing, people began to get healed. And another thing, faith came before, for that. Before Jesus came, they didn't think about healing. He, he went around healing. That's right. Remember All the, that in, were oppressed. In the synagogue, he, he said, ought not this woman... This daughter of Abraham, who Satan has bound these, was it 18 years? Yeah. Should be loose. So healing was always God's plan. And even though they had ignored yeah. it, Jesus came and let us know that belongs to us. See, so what you don't preach, you can't receive because faith comes by hearing. Now, here's a really misunderstood scripture. And this is why a lot of people start dying. And I really believe this when they get to this certain age. And it's found in Psalms chapter 90, Catherine. If you want to read it in different translations, you can. And it says this in verse 10. For the days of our years are three score years and 10. That is 70 years. And if by reason of strength, they'd be four score or 80 years. Mm -hmm. Yet it is their strength, labor, and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Now there is where God, see Israel was, in, was always messing up. So God cut down their lifespan. Right. It was a judgment that you have 70 years and by reason of strength. Have you noticed something that people begin to shut down in their 70s? Not all people, but most people, 70 and 80 years. And they say, many live long because they live to 80. And, and that, that is a lot of years. I misunderstand me. But it was never intended to do that. You see, but because they preached it, the spirit heard it, the soul heard it, the body heard it. The body and soul begin to take that on. Well, now, you know, we, we've hit this 70-year mark, you know, so you start going down instead of staying level or going up. That's so true. It's and, good. You know, that's why it's so important to rightly divide the Word of God. They, you could pull a scripture out of context, oh, which this it. is. Mm -hmm. This was not a lifespan for mankind. This was to that rebellious generation right. who had left Egypt, right. <clears throat> who refused to obey God. And God said, you're not going to go in the promised land. Well, they were about to come to the promised land. So he said, your children are going to go, but not you. And the only ones that went in there was Joshua and Caleb. Right. Even Moses didn't go in. And you know, I had a, pr a preacher say this. I'll keep his name private. I don't want to be on television when I'm old. Well, you know, because, you know, you, you want to look decrepit or something like that. Well, think about Moses. Now, he was 120 years climbing mountains. And his eyes were not dim. And he didn't wear no glasses. That's right. And now he climbed the mountain. You know, you know there, there wasn't a zip line to go up there. What do you call it? What do you call Or a cable car to get up there. He just walked <laughs> up there. Right. Because he, st he stood in the presence of God. Well, that's Moses. No, no, God's no respecter person. See, it's where you stay. It's what, whatever you stay close to is usually what you become. 
You know, you usually become your environment if you're in a certain kind of, if you have a happy environment, you're going to be a happy person. If you have a sad environment, you're going to, have to be a sad person. If you have a violent environment, you tend to be violent mm-hmm. and, and whatever, those kind of things. But notice something. Most people start dying at 70 and by reason of strength 80, they go, well, you know, this and that. Now, I'm going to just tell you, Kathy turned 70 years old. Do you feel like you're going down or do you feel like you're going up? I feel like I'm going up. <laughs> Me too. I, I, and it's a fact. I can see that. I mean, you know, I want to read you another verse. Okay, before, before we, we read that, me and pe- people say that about me and you, that we have a lot of energy. You know why? Because to us, that, at least to me, I know for sure, I, I believe it is for you too, that, that num- that's just a number. Right. You see what I'm saying? By, by, by reason of strength, 80. By reason of strength, 70 years. So notice, I notice a lot of people begin to woo. And that's because that's been preached. They preach the curse or the judgment instead of preaching the blessing. Right. And the blessing is Genesis 60. Go ahead and read what you're going to read. I mean to cut well, you off. I was just thinking of the very next Psalm, which is Psalm 91, which is right. very familiar. Everybody is familiar with that when you abide in the shadow of the Most High. It's how it begins. But right. it ends with verse 16. It says, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. A lot of people say, well, how long you live till I'm satisfied? I think that's what Brother Hagin said. That's right. So it's really death in the life or in the power of your tongue. Whatever you uh, believe whatever you decide, but it's a lot. We, we're going to get into it. I know where you're going. We're going to go into Genesis about right. 120 years. Yes. It is scriptural, and actually Moses uh, fulfilled that. Fulfilled but it. Adam oh, yeah. and Eve before that, oh. went even longer. Wow. I think it's Whoa. because when God's plan originally was for, uh, fact, still is for us to live eternally, and when sin came in the earth, it affected God's plan. Was it Methuselah that lived 966 years? He was the oldest living yeah. one recorded. Now think about that. And when you understand that, so I, I want to talk today about this boardroom show, and I want to entitle it, How Long You Want to Live? How long do because you Because death to live? and life are in the power of the tongue. Amen. Now, you ready for sure. this? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to mess up the scientists. Not in your genetics, but in your tongue. Yes. Death and life is the power of the tongue. And God calls your tongue, which is a very small member of your body, very, very powerful. You know why? It has the ability to speak life it has the ability to speak death. What are you speaking today? Now, you know, most people say, well, you know, my mama, you know, our family, is, our family tree doesn't um, live very long. Well, that's because of your mouth. It isn't because of cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, crippling arthritis, infection disorder. I know that follows families and stuff, but you know, that can all stop once you are born again and know Jesus Christ as Lord. I'm telling you, listen to me. Now, some of you didn't believe that right there. I sense that in the spirit of God, but it's the truth. And I'm telling you, in every area of your life is what do you want instead of what, just take whatever comes your way. I said something uh, several months back that the battle may not be your choice, but the outcome is. And I choose to live and not die. Well, supposing you died, well, then I go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Supposing I live, I still go to heaven. See, the end result's the same as far as that. But it depends on what I want here. I know what I have there. What do you want here? The church will for centuries have preached you barely get by. It's called need. Now, the church don't want to barely get by. They just want the people to barely get by. But the church wants to be blessed and be beautiful. And I believe in that. I think the church should be beautiful and blessed. Talking about the buildings and, and the different things and the furnitures and whatever, all the artifacts. And that's just wonderful. But you see, you got to understand something. We need to start believing this word of God and take it at face value. Brother Copeland said this, that the word of God should be always final authority. Mm-hmm. And that really is true. And when you understand that, that, it, that goes in line with my theme for 2023. If you keep the faith, everything is yours. Right. So, so I get up every morning and there's some things I don't want to do that I do. 
and one of them is exercise. Mm -hmm. I really don't want to do that. First, I just come out of some sleep, and I think, my God, I'm going to have to start stretching every muscle I got and pulling and this and that. But I do it because it's good for my body. And he says, present your body a living sacrifice. I find a lot of people don't do that, Kathy. Mm -hmm. I find they present it almost dead, and then Lord heal it. Mm. which he has mercy and grace, and he does. Don't misunderstand me. And, uh, but the reason why is because we've spoke so much uh, st stuff in our lives that we become what we speak. Yeah. I, I, just, I was talking to one of our employees today, and, uh, you know, Kathy's got me. Uh, I, I try to go get a checkup once a year. I used to never do all that, no, you know, none. But I started doing it not because I'm worried about something, you know. So I had to go do a not PS. Not because you're worried about yeah, something. Yeah, not because, because I'm on your case. Because you're on my case, <laughs> I was talking about something. You know? And and, and it, it's called a PSA test, which makes sure that your prostate, blah blah, and all that kind of stuff is good. Well, we have an employee here. Watch this. He don't have a prostate, and they still make him take a PSA test, which makes no sense whatsoever at all. And they said, well, you know, something could come back. What would he come back to? Because the prostate doesn't exist no more. They took it out. Okay? Now, I know, you know what I think? Well, they like that yearly income. I don't you see know. what I'm saying? And I really believe that. And I know some people will write me some ugly letters about that. But I mean, let's just face it. You know it's true. Because, see, they always say something might come back. Well, you see, that's where your problem is. You're speaking what you, you are believing what you don't want. If you've got a, had cancer and they diagnosed you free of cancer. There's no cancer cells in your body. Now watch it, they'll say this, but you better be careful. It'll allow to come back. Why would you speak or believe what you don't want? Why don't you believe what you do want? Well, here people have, they, they think 70 years and by reason of strength, they fulfill God's promise. No, if, you, if you're living in that mountain, you fulfill the judgment that right. he had on, 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 on Israel. But uh, you wanted to read something before I, I think it. before I go to Genesis six three. No, I read it. Was uh, Psalms ninety one ten? Okay, well, I want you to read uh, Psalms ninety verse ten. Is that yeah, the no, Passion no, translation? What, what, what translation? Uh, this was. Uh, well, I can go to the New well, Living. Well, whichever one. Yeah, I'll one. do the Passion in chapter ninety, uh, Psalms ninety verse ten. Right, read that, and then I'm gonna go to Genesis six three. It I want says, you to listen to this. You've limited your life. Our you've limited our lifespan to a mere seventy years. Yet some of you give grace, some, yet some you give grace to live still longer. But even the best of years are marred by tears and toils. And in the end, with nothing more than a gravestone in a graveyard. That's my point. We've gone so quickly, so swiftly, we pass away and simply disappear. Yeah. Well, I made up my mind. I'm decided to take the promise of God and not the judgment of God. This was actually a prayer of Moses to oh, yeah. God, and it was recorded, even though most of the Psalms are, record, are written by David, is thought, but right. there's some that are not. This one was a prayer of Moses, is what it says in the beginning of this uh, Psalm. And so in the beginning it says, Lord, you have always been our eternal home, our hiding place from generation to generation. Verse 2, long before you gave birth to the earth and before the mountains were born, you have been from everlasting to everlasting, the one and only true God. Yeah. And so See, he starts telling them all this, and then he, he's addressing the fact that he's in the middle of the wilderness with these disobedient people, and that he knows already that God has told them they only would live yeah. to 70 years, some by reason of strength 80, because they could go, but those even those 80-year-olds who maybe were, were older when they left yeah. Egypt, 
uh, would be 80, but they could not go into that promised land, which was... Uh, I, I want to tell God all the said. pharmaceutical companies that make all the creams and the, uh, all the different things that women buy and the men buy for their faces and the moisturizers and the wrinkle-free. Let me tell you something. There's nothing they can make that can get rid of the wrinkles of sin. That's sin true. will wear you down and will destroy you because yeah. the wages of sin yeah. is death. A lot of people just address the outside, but right. there's an inside right. issue at, that's yeah, more Yeah, let me tell you, so you may be a beautiful person, but they pull that skin off your face, all, they, all they're going to see is a grinning skull. <laughs> but they often, I heard the phrase, uh, beauty is skin deep, but ugly is clean to the bone. To the bone. Was... <laughs> to the bone. Now watch that, see? Yet I noticed that. Um, that a lot of people begin to shut down once they hit the 70s to the 80s. Yeah. Right there. Well, and yeah, I think if you think you only have like 70 years, really 20 years before that, your body starts shutting yeah, down. Yeah, I mean, it, it's gonna it knows what you're believing. Line up with what you're saying and declaring. Yeah, but it's if a you keep thing. speaking life every day. Now, go with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 6. And this is what I stand on and what Kathy stands on and what the Lord said. And then that's the whole thing. You got to find out what God says about things so you can do what God says to do. That's why Jesus said, I only say what my father says, and I only do what my father says to do. Genesis 6, 3, and <laughs> watch this, verse 3. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with a man, but that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. Now, why did he say, my spirit shall not always strive with a man. If you look at verse 1, and it came to pass when men began to vault upon the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives of all which they chose. Yeah. And, and, and then there was giants in the land. Now, you know, you can get into a real doctrinal thing there about different things. First thing first, everybody usually wants something that, should not, that they should not want. You know, if you tell a kid you can't have that, he want that more than anything. Or if you tell him he can have it, he, 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 don't, he don't want it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? This is amazing. So me and this, we decided to live 120 years. Now watch what people say. Well, supposing you don't. Well, supposing I do. Well, you, you can't live to 120 years. Well, I know you won't, so you won't be there to see the manifestation. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? It's just simply the truth. But I decided to live and believe God. Now, if I die earlier, that's fine. I'm still going to heaven either way. But I, I'm not, making my, I'm not ma opening up a path because death and life is in the power of the tongue. But let me tell you something. Not only do I want to live this promise, mm -hmm. I want to have a quality of life. Right. I don't want to be so old I can't walk, so old I can't see, so old I can't think. Somebody got to take care of me, uh, take care of my bodily functions and all the different things that, you know, that happens with a human being. I don't want to do that. I want to be a Moses. Who do you think you are? Well, what's wrong with that? I want to be able to climb a mountain. Quality of life. Quality. Right. Right. Now, I'm not talking about running uh, marathons, but I guess you could. i never get one of my good friends in the ministry. His father, I think, won the senior marathon, and he was 90-something years old running marathons. Hmm. Now, that's amazing to me. And uh, yeah, 92. Yeah, that not, doesn't start overnight. That didn't no. start when he was that a really right. old age. He probably maintained a lifestyle of that for a long right. time before. So we, you, we learn to speak life to situations. So when the tongue begins to say something that's not right according to the word of God, that's why the Bible says, study the show, thou show thyself approved in the God, a workman that needed not, not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, which means if you don't study, 
it's possibly you can wrongly divide the word of truth. They do it all the time. And it's amazing to me. I never forget a man one time. <laughs> I was sitting in a church and I was listening. And I enjoyed it until he, uh, until he gave me the title of his sermon. Mm. Now, in those days, when, you finished, when someone finished preaching, they would rush to the tape tables and buy the cassette. It was all cassette tapes. And, boy, everybody was just wanted the cassette, you know. And he said, today I'm going to preach on what to do, five things to do if you miss the rapture. I didn't buy the tape. Why? Because I'm not missing the rapture. You see, that's a just-in-case. You're making a provision for failure. See, when you begin to speak death, you're making a provision for failure. Well, since you're going to make a provision, anyway, make a provision for life and length of days. Mm -hmm. See, think about that. I mean, wouldn't you like to see your granddaughter, your grandson grow up and have children? Right. And see the happiness that they have because they've been given that miracle of a, of a child because that's, you know, that's your legacy. But not so decrepit that they're scared to get around you. I remember I told Kathy, she didn't believe me, but it was the truth. I said, I have a grandfather. He looks like a vampire. And she said, what? Get out of here. I said, and he only weighed 66 pounds. He smoked so much <laughs> that he's two, these two fingers, you know, you do this with a cigarette or like get this one. I'm sorry. It was stained with nicotine. And he would go, uh, and stick his finger. He'd just freak us all out, you know. How old was he at that time, do you think? I don't think he was we 70 just, years we old. We were just dating. Yeah, I don't think he was 65. He just but I mean, aged. he lived a terrible life. Mm -hmm. So Kathy didn't believe me. I said, okay. Well, I you lied to... so much to me. Well, I used to ask well, before I was sent. Yeah, I mean, before I was saved, I was sent. <laughs> you know, anyway, so I took her. To my grandmother's house. Now, my grandmother was just wonderful. Sweet lady. She yeah. was four foot 11. She's just bouncing around and everything. I said, now, I want you to meet my grandfather. And Kathy walked in around the door. He was in another room. And he just looked at Kathy like that. He had their fingers. He goes, like, Kathy goes, oh. <laughs> you remember Looked that? Like Bella Lugosi oh, in, just in like, that movie, oh, The Vampire. Right. <laughs> I swear to God, he looked like a vampire. And he was all short. Yeah, with, uh, was and all that kind of stuff. But he hated everybody. He just, everybody hated him. He lived a life of hatred. The only one I know that didn't hate him was my grandmother. And it aged him early. Did it age him? It really, really did. You see, but you know what? All he ever spoke was death. That's it. Death, death. Well, he began to look like death before he died. Yeah. And, well, and I don't well, mean that to be critical. I'm just being truthful. See what I'm saying? I want you to start speaking what this Bible says about you spiritually about you physically, mm -hmm. about you financially. It will change your life and how you operate and right. function in this life. You see what I'm saying? If you keep saying, well, you know, I'll never get out of debt. My God, they'll have to borrow money to bury you. You see what I'm saying? Right. I mean, or I'll never be able to do that. You can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth you. When are we going to believe what this Bible says? See, and accept it. There's always somebody criticizing something. And, I, you know, that's their business. They can do what they want, you know. But I made up my mind that, that our father prayer, I never really understood it when I prayed it because I prayed it so fast. As a kid, our father wasn't him. I'd be there. You know, you know what I'm talking about? If you've been raised Catholic, you know what I'm talking about. But I like what he says, our father. Well, that tells you where you come from. Right. Who art in heaven. That tells you where he lives. Mm -hmm. Hallowed be thy name. That shows you how powerful his name. Mm -hmm. thy, 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 thy will, what's that? Thy He's will holy, be done. Yeah. Thy kingdom come. Mm -hmm. Thy will be done. Where? Here. As it is where? There. Yes. Now, when I begin to see that after I was born again and studied it out to rightly divide that, mm -hmm. 
I said, God, you wanting me to live here like I would be living there. He said, well, welcome to my world. Yes. And I thought, okay, all I have to do is faith it. All I have to do is believe it. Yes. You mean it's just that simple? He said, don't complicate faith. See, children don't complicate faith. Children are born believers till you teach them the doubt. You've heard me say that many times. Why would you teach them the doubt? There's something else I'm not going to lie. Why would you tell some, your child the color of their skin? Why do you keep, let that pot keep boiling a prejudice? Why can't that little boy be a little boy and forget about what color he is? Let him grow up and be the man that he's going to be. It has nothing to do with his skin color. But we keep pushing that prejudice stuff. Keep pushing that stuff up constantly until it's boiling. And what it does, it creates hatred. Hatred for people you don't even know. Just because of the color of skin you don't like it, that might be one of the best friends you could ever had if you made a friend. Mm -hmm. And that's just so silly and so wrong. Do you see how that, and it, it, it messes people's lives up. And it shouldn't be. So when I made up my mind that, you know what? I'm going to stand on the word of Genesis 6, 3, the 120 years. Now, I'm not trying to outlive everybody. This is just for me, just what he said. Mm -hmm. But now I have past 70. I am 73. Um, I look at my hands. I look at my mind. I say, well, I guess my skin is not as tight as it used to be, mm -hmm. but it's still there. I can still pick up anything I want to pick up, do what I want to do. No, I'm not. And when I was young, man, I would weight lift and really, really I was pretty strong. Yeah, the, you don't want to young, pick up the back end of a pickup truck. No, no, indeed. No, I ain't <laughs> Some interested young guys in that, tried you know? that. I used to compress Kathy. I used to, I'm telling you, man, I was a very strong young man, back, young boy back there. And I, but I ain't doing that no more. Not because, uh, you know. You can't I, lift I, me. I, I, <laughs> you said that. I didn't say that. Uh, someone said this, that a person that talks about a woman's weight Oh, yes. It's a scientific fact that uh, the man who talks about his, uh, his wife's weight will, uh, die, will die sooner than his wife. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Something yeah. like that. So, I mean, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I love it when I get around people, and I've seen it. I, well, I'll just give you a good example. This is probably 30 years ago. I went to a town in Florida called Zephyr Hills, Florida. You might know where it's at. And I was preaching for a, a wonderful man there at a church. Well, I, I was the jogger, and I still, uh, I still get on the treadmill every day, uh, well, five days a week. So I got out there, and uh, I said, I'm going to start running. You know, I start running. And, man, I'm going down the road. And I had a pretty good clip. I was not a jogger. I was a runner. I would run. All of a sudden, I hear some step foots behind me. Dum, 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 you know? And just about the time I started to turn around, there's this man. Now, I was only then 35, 36 years old. He was 77, and he passed me up. He said, come on, young man, you can make it. Same thing happened to me one time in Hawaii, another thing. And I thought, my God, look at this guy. He didn't look 77. He took care of his body. He presented his body. He was a Christian man, loved the Lord. You could, I got to talk to him. You know, we, I, I, he was on the same track. In yeah. fact, I followed him, you know yeah. what I mean? Because so, he knew where to go. I didn't know where to go. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I kept, we kept up there, but he, he passed me up. So I had to speed up my, my pace. Mm -hmm. And I just stayed with him, and I did. And I just couldn't get over that. And, you know, because he said he had Jesus in his life and everything. He said, I'm a snowbird. And I didn't know what a snowbird was. Snowbird? 
And it's people that retire maybe in New York or whatever, and they'll come down to Florida and you know they retire in Florida. Say they oh, they're, when it's cold up yeah, north, they, they don't like the cold no more. The you know, south. they, they want to come south. And, they come uh, to the warmer climate during the cold days. And it was amazing. And I noticed that all the restaurants were just jam-packed at 4.30 and 5 o'clock, all with elderly people. Because by 7 o'clock, they're in the bed going to sleep. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I thought, isn't that something? You know? But I noticed that the ones I, the ones I met, I mean, had life like you've never seen before. I mean, this man had life, you know. And he said, I just speak to my body every day. He said, I eat what I'm supposed to eat, and I exercise what I'm supposed to exercise. And he said, and, and I thank God for what he does for me. Then I thought, this man, he is speaking his future before his future comes and was having it. Mm -hmm. And I've never forgotten that, that man coming up on those footsteps. Now, you see, you may hear the footsteps of death coming up on you. I heard the footsteps of life coming up behind me because he was doing something yeah. like that. See what I'm saying? Right. So, and, I, and, and so I, I've always kind of did some kind of exercise, and, and I, I've gained and lost the same 20 pounds 100 times. It shouldn't be, you know. And, uh, because, you know, sometimes you get a dream, and it might be from God, a fried chicken. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's not from God. But I, you think, I ain't eat that in so long. Lord, Jesus. You know, and, uh, it's, and it's okay to be moderate. You go ahead and eat something, but you just don't do it daily is what I'm saying. Well, something that you must do daily and that is speak life. Mm -hmm. Why? Go with us to a, is it Deuteronomy 30, Kathy? Deuteronomy 30. Yeah, you said that. that. I wasn't going to go to that, but I just got that in my spirit. Deuteronomy. And you know Jesus quoted more from the book of Deuteronomy than any other book That's of the true. Bible. Did you That's know true. that? I did. If you study it out, it's just I amazing. Numbers, Deuteronomy, chapter 30. I want you to see. Now, this is what God says here. This is, it's going through Moses' mouth, but this is what God said, Deuteronomy 30, uh, verse 19, and I just love it. He says, I call heaven and earth record this day against you that I have set before you life and death. Notice he said against you. Mm. Blessing and cursing. Therefore, in other words, as long as there's a therefore there, find out what is therefore. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Hmm. Not just survive. I find a lot of people just surviving. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about they live. That's a good quality of life, spiritually, physically, financially. So notice that it's their choice. And the New Living Translation says in the same verse, mm -hmm. uh, Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now, now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your de descendants might live. Now, watch this. Today, you know, I have one daughter, one granddaughter. Jody had a flat tire. And Jody can buy a tire all day long. Jody and Jaden buy tires. And I'm just sitting at the house, and I thought, I'm going to buy that tire for her. I just want to bless her. So I said, you know, just let me know how much the tire is, and I'll pay for the tire. Oh, no, Dad, you don't have to do that. I know I don't have to. No, you don't have to speak life. God is asking you to make a choice to speak life. Now, let me get on something very controversial here. And I don't know why it should be controversial. And that's abortion. Now, we know, why is it, why is it a baby when you want it and a fetus when you don't? Mm -hmm. Some lady got real mad at me. She said, I guess you're pro-life. And I said, yes, ma'am. And I don't push my beliefs on people. You do what you want to do. 
She said, well, I'm pro-choice. And I looked at her like I'm looking at you, and I said, well, I'm glad your mother wasn't. Right. She's just kind of shocked. I said, because I never had a chance to meet you. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we get desensitized, not trying to, and I got to agree with you, lady, ain't none of my business to control your body. No, I don't think it's anybody, no government, no person. But when you're dealing with life who can't speak, someone has to speak for it. Now, you pray it out. You do what you need to do. I'm not here to criticize you, judge you. But I'm glad that you are hearing me today because your mama, your daddy chose life for you. Yeah. But we saw something in a church one time. We were driving by. I'm not a, I'm not a choice. I'm a life. Uh, it was by the uh, St. Charles Barmero Church. It's a, yes, I'm not a choice. I'm a life. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a choice. It's I'm not a, life. a choice. It's a life. I think yeah, that's what like it says. Yeah, something like that effect. Now, you know, I know it's political. I know all that. I, I understand all that. I, I, I do. I mean, And you know what? I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to uh, be angry at you because you pro-choice. You know what I'm saying? I, I hope you're not angry at me because I'm pro-life. Because, you know, we got, we got to live on this planet. See what I'm saying? I mean, we, we, we have to learn to get along. I just wish you wouldn't. You probably say the same thing, but I just wish you wouldn't. I understand. But if you get Christ in you, the hope of glory, mm -hmm. you will value life of any kind. Yeah. I'm so glad that uh, one of our presidents, Theodore Roosevelt, valued life in the animal world. Mm-hmm you know, and valued our parks and this beautiful country. And he set guidelines so that we wouldn't destroy it. You know, and, uh, <clears throat> and the, 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 there's something called the seven wonders of the world. I remember when me and you first went to Niagara Falls, Jody must have been, what, three years old, something like that? Two and a half. And I can still, it's amazing, especially on the Canada side, it's called the Horseshoe Falls, how phenomenal that was. But that could be destroyed. Man has the power to destroy that. Why would you want to do that? Because you, you, took, you, you took value to it. And I love what you said, Kathy. And I was speaking to a preacher, and I told him, I said, a lot of people get mad at ministers because they're blessed. Because, you know, you should, they don't value the gospel. Mm. See, they value other things. Let me tell you how you get rid of crime. If anybody is listening, senators, congressmen, president, vice president, I'm talking about in America, or prime ministers in uh, England, the UK, wherever, whoever, you know, if this world got saved, crime would stop just like that. Shut it down. We could stop all crime in America if you just got born again. Mm -hmm. Yet, and I'm going to say something real strong here, even in the Christian world, we have a lot of criminal Christians. They know not to do that, and yet they do that. Right. They right. criticize and hurt people. They say they say it, and I'm not judging their hearts. God judged the heart of a man. But it's a, it's, a, it's a criminal thing to try to hurt someone, hmm. especially that's been in the gospel. Uh, people ask me, what do you think about preachers that divorced? I wish it wouldn't happen. But you know what? I'm going to grant some mercy. Now, I, you know, and I've learned this. There's three sides to a story, the wrong side, the right side, and their side. You <laughs> see what I'm trying to say? You've got to find out. There's two sides to everything, and I understand that. But I made up my mind that when I started preaching this gospel, uh, I promised myself that I wouldn't have to go back <clears throat> and say I'm sorry. That I would live a life of clean and holiness before the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, someone was talking about me. I didn't see it. Kathy saw it. She said, talking about me. He said, can you believe this man? He's blessed. He has a plane. 
He has a beautiful home, and he's got the same wife for over 52 years. And, you know, I never thought of it like that, you know, because we never, when me and Kathy got married, uh, she said the first, uh, the first five years was hell because I was the hellish part. But uh, there was a connection there between us, to make a long story short. But we made up our lives. That doesn't mean we don't have arguments. You, know, we always, you see it here on boardroom chat. You see when the eyebrow of Kathy goes up like this. <laughs> and you know, we want you to see that. People say, why don't you edit that out? No, no, we're not going to let you build a halo on us. We're just like you are. We serve a, we are imperfect people, but we serve a perfect God, a perfect Savior. And that Savior, through the Father God, said, choose life. That's right. That's right. And uh, I want to continue the verse we were talking about yeah, in, Deuteron in Deuteronomy. I didn't mean to chapter. preach. I got the preaching there. No, that's good. I'm trying to find a, I don't want to interrupt the flow that you're preaching on, but I just want to see if there's a point I could comment on. But yes. I love what, that scripture in Deuteronomy. We read verse 19, but verse 20 goes on to say mm -hmm. that what you do, I think you read the whole thing in King James, didn't you? No, did I didn't you read, read verse 19. I didn't read verse 20. I just read verse Well, verse 20 goes on to say in the New Living Translation, it's really clear. It says, you can make this, because it's talking about you have a choice between life and death, blessing and cursing. And he says, oh, choose life. But then verse 20 goes on to say, you can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So this was the key to having this long life that he promised. He says, obey him, love him, choose to obey his words because his words were not given to make life hard on you. It was given to you to help you to make, to have the long life that he came to give you. Jesus said in John 10, chapter 10 of John, verse 10, uh, he says, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That's, an, that's a quality of life, but it's also a quantity of life because Jesus came to fulfill the old covenant as well. Now, of course, he, we know he only lived to, to 33 here on this earth right. because he came with a purpose. Paul didn't live out the whole 120, which we're talking about here, because he says... He, <laughs> he was he, only dead three days. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying that was his choice. That was Still, his choice. He says, I've fought the fight. I've kept the faith. What that's, is this? I've, I've, that's Paul. I've, Paul, kept, Paul I've kept my course. What's the first what phrase? I fought a good fight. I fought a good fight. I've I finished my finished course. finished my course and I've I kept, kept the, the faith. faith. And that's There's laid up for me a crown, crown of righteousness. righteousness. So yes. he, was, he, was, he knew he was on his way out, but that was still his choice. Right. There was another part in, the, in, the, uh, in his writings where he wrote, he says, I'd love to leave here. Go out. I'm staying here for you. For your so sake. he fulfilled God's plan for his life. And there's some people who may not live out the but, 120, but yeah. let me finish. But they may not live out the whole 120, but this was God's. They knew this was what God had planned for okay, them. Okay, when you read that scripture, verse 20 there in Deuteronomy 30, it said long life. Do you think God was thinking of 70 years by reason of strength, or was he thinking of 120 years? I think he was thinking about eternal 120 yes, years. Yes, the Genesis promise, as well as eternal life. Because technically that did not happen yet. This was... You know, I mean, you, when you think no, about... No, this, this did happen. This, yeah. this one in Deuteronomy, they had already had that statement. Well, you know, let's face it, 70 years, I used to think that was long, but it's not. Yeah. And reason of strength, 80, it's not. It really isn't. I mean, if you think about that, I think God was saying, listen, I will give you that promise of 120 years I believe and he was, I will give you eternal life. I believe he was talking to that new generation, that next generation yes. that was able to walk into the promised land because the other one had already made a choice 
to not listen to God. That's right. Yeah. But this this generation, the new one, this was who he was talking yeah. to. <laughs> you know what's amazing? It's so disappointing. I mean, this is truly disappointing. Moses left the halls of Pharaoh. He could have been a Pharaoh. Oh, well totally, liked. Totally. To suffer all that junk in the wilderness. Now watch this. You get to the promised land. That whole generation that came out didn't make it other than Joshua and Caleb. That's right. You know what? Moses didn't either. No, he didn't. Aaron didn't. Miriam didn't. I'm right. talking about the family tree that. Right. Watch this. Now, don't you think anybody want to go across that, that Jordan to that promised land would have been Moses? And God let him see it. It got him close enough to see it. And but why? Go. Because, see, the Bible said, too much is given, much is required. Right. I'm not better than any of you people, but because God has called me to the fivefold ministry, I will be judged harder on certain things because I proclaim and I explain this gospel. Too much is given, much is required. Now, God told Moses, don't you strike that rock, you speak to it. And Moses knew what it meant to strike that rock. And he did it anyway because he was frustrated with the people. But he didn't do what Saul said. Well, it's the people made me do it. No, you know, he Saul owned, said it's the people, it. you know. Yeah. No, but what happened was because he did that, he lost that wonderful opportunity to go into the promised land. Now, he didn't lose it for eternity. No. You want to prove that? Well, my God, you'll find him on Mount Transfiguration with Jesus. That's all the promised land there. Right. See what I'm saying? No, but at that time, see, so we can lose rewards. I think he found rewards. a better place, so heaven's oh, yeah. a lot better oh, than yeah. that promised But I mean, <laughs> what I'm trying to get to is we can lose things here that we shouldn't lose right. if we're disobedient. The Bible says if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. You, you can lose some things if you're disobedient. Uh, you know, because the Bible says, be not deceived, God's not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And that's just a fact. See, God's word is true. And Psalm 89, 34 says, My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that goes out of my lips. Did he say, Be not deceived, God's not mocked, whatsoever men sow it, that shall he also reap? Yes. Well, it's going to happen. So you don't have to lose these things. I really believe this, that you can, uh, if, if it comes time for your death, you can say what Jesus said. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Right, right. And present your body a living sacrifice. Do you understand? Living, breathing, yeah. decreeing, and declaring. Right. You know, I remember Brother Copeland said something one time that really touched me because this woman came up to him because she was upset that her son had died. And uh, he just basically said, you got beat at the game of life. And yeah. that was a harsh statement, but it was so true. You have to no. wake up. Satan did come, did steal, did kill and destroy, but we have a responsibility to believe the Word of God to turn this thing around. I want to be an example of, of living an ab abundant, full life on the earth to give glory to God, to show the devil, no, you don't have this right. No. I left death and life to the right. power of my tongue. Yeah, you just tell him, get out <clears> your <throat> house. Yeah, he's he, he, trespassing. No trespass. Put sign, no trespassing here. Yeah. And, and you know, people say, oh, who you think you are? Everything this Bible says. See, I'm saying, see, people get angry because I say what he says. You know, I'm a blessed man. You know, people say, well, you know, he's pretty smart. He can put a good bit. Thank you for saying that. But if I was that smart, how come I didn't do it all those years ago? And I was that, if I was that good, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't keep it or control it. Come on. It was God that did these things. I can't take the glory from God. He gives me insights, concepts, and ideas on what to do, when to do it, where to do it, and how to do it. And you obey his voice. You obey it. <laughs> we obey what he tells us to do. Like when Kathy makes a gumbo, she tells me to get out of the way. 
And because sometimes I, I want to go take a little taste of this, get out of the way, you know. But then when she's ready for me, the, watch, the, the gumbo's not on the, <clears throat> on the table, the but the test. taste has come. <laughs> she said, Jessica, come over here and, and, and taste this gumbo. And I don't know why. I'm not, I don't ever told you this. I, a lot of times I'll taste it with a metal spoon, but it's much better when I taste it. You know, you got that big old long wooden spoon. You don't want me to taste that, use that spoon because that's the one you stir the gumbo. Yeah, because it's going back in the <laughs> it's pot. It's going back in the pot. But I <clears> like the taste. On that. He well, you know it. why? Because the metal's so hot. But when you put the gumbo in that little, the, 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 the spoon is not really as hot I guess as that I metal. I've got to get you the little wooden spoon. Yeah, get yeah, a little wood spoon. spoon. <laughs> you know, the kind that your mama used to beat you with? <laughs> no, my mother <laughs> never did that. Oh, mom did, buddy. No. My mom would use anything. She'd beat me with a broom, you know? <laughs> now, I'm not talking about the straw end. <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, mama get mad at me. Because one time I told a woman, you ain't going to do this. Oh, Lord. Back <clears> in those days, people believed in discipline. They didn't kid you. But I tell my you what, they made you think they were going to. She didn't believe in abuse. I think no. you were abused as a kid. Yeah, maybe My sometime. mama made us kneel down in a corner, or she we she disciplined us in other ways. But I, I we weren't. I don't agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they they didn't believe in spankings. My friend, they believe in whoopings. Whoop, they didn't say whippings. Whoopings, man. I mean, you could hear it come, boy. Go get me a switch. A switch. You could hear it come before it hit you. Shoo. Oh, Lord. Yeah, and even a spanking, but when you can go too far, too oh, yeah. hard, and, and yes. your parents have done that, it's yeah. not good. Uh, I don't think you ever spanked Jody, did you? Oh, I did. I yeah. spanked her. With I, what? She got a swat on the, on the behind. Oh, a swat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my daddy was looking to, for a tree. I hit him with a tree. If I got but it. not with all my strength, just to get her, you know. Yeah, get her attention. Get her to show her that was now, not. Somebody's going to get mad at you for doing that, but you know what? We, we sure raised a good daughter. Spare the rod, spoil the child, yeah. they say. I didn't use a rod, but I did correct. And, and you want a funny story? I'll never forget. I told my daddy one time. Yeah, maybe we're ready for a funny one. Yeah, here's a funny story. <laughs> I told my dad, I said, let me tell you something, daddy. I thought I could whip my daddy. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I was 14, 15 years old. He said, you think you can whip me? I said, yeah, I can. Bam! He hit me in the face. <laughs> Blood flew out my face. He said, well, get up. Come on. Let's fight. <laughs> I went, uh, I got a revelation. <laughs> That old man is stronger than I thought. I mean, he blooded my. He said, "You want to fight? Come on, let's fight. We'll fight." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think he wanted me to fight. <laughs> he went me real good. Now he didn't do that to my oldest brother no. Wayne. And Wayne, he said, "Wayne, you think you can whip me?" Boy, he was that. But Wayne was quick. He caught his hand. He said, "Daddy, don't do that." Right, but he didn't hit you. No, my he didn't hit my dad. Me, I, if I could, I wanted to go find a a, a, a tie rod, an iron. So I'm gonna knock him in the head. One time he did, he beat me pretty hard. One time, and I told him, "You better not go to sleep." <laughs> and he looked at me and I said, "I was outside." I said, "I'll tell you what, boy, I was mad." And he could see it in my face. He said, "That boy gonna kill the spirit." I said, "I'll kill you," but I, he stayed up a couple of days. I burned up his <laughs> truck. I burned up his truck. Oh, I had enough, Jack. Yeah. I mean, and I, I'm not proud of that, but no. I mean, I'm, and, and, and I don't think he was proud of what he did neither, you know what I mean? It was just, well, that's just junk that, that needs to stay in the sea of forgetfulness. <laughs> but I'll never forget, you know. But I, you forget. I, no, I never forget that time I told him, I said, I can whip you, bam. I mean, the next thing I knew, you know, I'm on the ground with a bloody nose. Uh-huh. And did it hurt? It hurt my pride more mm-hmm. than I realized. You know what? He was 38. That ain't old. No. <laughs> I thought it was old, but he didn't think it was old at all, you know. And uh, it was just such a blessing. So getting back to this year, if you just speak this book of life, mm-hmm. it's what it is. It's a book of life. Mm-hmm. And I like that in Deuteronomy 30, but I love Genesis 6, 3. 
I'm going to ask you to do something. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. In your morning devotions, why don't you start praying Genesis 6-3, that I have the lifespan of 120 years with full ability, capability, and capacity. Mm. Yeah. I pray that. You know what I say? I say it like this. I said, Lord, I believe in 120. Let me tell you my exact words. For me and Kathy, Jody, Jay, and Meredith, with full ability, capability, and capacity. As I'm saying it, I'm praying it too. Heavenly Father, I thank you for speeding up the time for me like Jesus did for Mary at the wedding of Cana. There was a whole generation saw you go up. I want to be the generation to see you come down, if it be your will. That's because mm-hmm. only the Father knows that. But full ability, capability, and capacity, which means quality of life. Right. And the Lord says, thank you. Yeah. He accepts that. And I believe that when you pray that with your heart, God is going to reveal to you things that you could do naturally in your own life to take care mm-hmm. of your body, right. which is what you do. You work out and inspires yeah. me. I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> yeah, well, you, might, well, you know, my problem is... But I'm careful about other things. and I, The I difference between the me and Kathy, uh, you know... Uh, Maybe this year is the She year. eats her food at dinner. I snack. I'm, I'm like a cow. I, I graze. I like to graze. I prefer to snack than I would actually sit down and eat a dinner. It's kind yeah. of crazy, but, but I do. But you don't yield to every temptation no, no. of your flesh to eat what you want. You Even at, yeah, there's always like salads and you're careful oh, yeah. about what. In fact, I, I you always try healthy. to influence what I order so, and you don't order it so you don't have the guilt of it. Yeah, but I take it. a bite of it. I, I, I don't have to eat it all. You know what I I'm know. saying? And a bite at a time. Of, yeah, it's it's not just not about things okay. <laughs> but it's moderation is what you try to do and take care of your health. Do, we, do, we, we do what we know to do. Right. But we pray and believe God and we trust him to guide our steps. So just, this is what I want you to mm-hmm. do. Listen to me. I believe the Lord would have me say this to you. Quit believing on the judgment of 70 years by reason of strength yeah. 80 and start believing the promise of Genesis 6, 3 and the promise of Deuteronomy 30, verses 19 and 20. Yeah. And guess what? Your seed will live long. Yeah. You know, it's important to realize that when you study the Bible, you have to know who, who's saying it yeah. and who are they saying it to. I mean, you can misquote. And why they say it. <clears throat> and, and, yeah, and why they're saying it. You can misquote the scripture like you always probably, many, another thing that people have misquoted was... Uh, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Remember they said yeah. that in the book of Job. Well, God wasn't the one that was taken away. That's right. If you read the book of Job, you know that Satan was the one who came to destroy right. uh, Job's family well, and everything Job owned. what did he do Job first? Owned. He stole first. Then he killed. Yeah. You see, a lot of people misquote that. They say, they say uh, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. No, no. He ain't going to kill you first. He wants your goods first. Yeah. He's going to steal he from you. He steals the word and yeah. then he could yeah. kill, kill well, you. Well, it's like a thief. You got to watch him if you got a gun in his hand. He's going to steal from you, then he'll kill you. Yeah. See what I'm but saying? But how, how many people have heard that statement that I read from the Gospel? I didn't. True. I mean, quoted from Job about right. the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That was something maybe Job quoted, but he didn't He didn't realize that Satan was the one who had come. He didn't have a revelation of mm-hmm. the devil. No, he did didn't not know at that, all. Well, that's what was going on. And why he was attacked. Let me tell you why he was attacked. Because he was the richest man in the richest East. Richest man in the East. A rich man can hurt you. Poor man can't hurt you. Yeah, but a rich and man that can. season that he had all that devastation was about nine months long, yeah, they say. Yeah, which was but, the worst nine months then, of his life. <laughs> I know, but afterwards he got the double. He got the double. double of all of that. He got it all returned to him. But If you've never read the book of Job, read the 42nd chapter. That's the last one. It's a God gave him double. It was just such a blessing because he honored God. Yeah, and then, and then Job came to a realization that he violated 
uh, with his tongue. He said right. something he shouldn't yeah, have said because sure. he judged God. But, but he was smiling. He was really going through some He was through, come, going, going through, through a lot of things. So I'm going to say this. This boardroom chat is a, how long you want to live. Mm -hmm. Let me say it again. Don't quit believing for what you don't want. Yeah. I need to preach a sermon on that. Don't settle quit for less Quit believing for what you don't want. Right. That's uh, write that down. Chris, I got, I, I got to write a sermon on that <laughs> and just really develop that. Quit believing for what you don't want. And number two, don't quit believing the judgment of Psalms 90 yeah, and start believing promise. The, promise really the promise in Genesis 6. Yes. And guess what? Your body will get healed. Not only will it get healed, he it'll get whole. Right. See, if you take that extra step, you know those 10 lepers? Uh -huh. All of them were healed, but one was made whole. There were body parts that were eaten off by leprosy, and, and God healed them, but that one that came back to say thank you right. was made whole. He, if he, he lost a finger, it was restored. If he uh -huh. lost the nose, it was restored. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because leprosy is a terrible disease. and thing. But that's what I'm saying. God wants to do these things if you just let him. Right. What a blessing. Well, this, I hope you enjoyed our boardroom chat today. This is Jesse and Kathy saying we love you. And partners, thank you for helping us do these things. Yes. Because without your oh, faithful financial, I know, but okay. without your faithful financial support, we could not do these wonderful that's things. Right. We just could not do these things. We are reaching people, changing lives one soul at a time. We ask you to pray about what God would have you to do concerning this ministry. In terms of a donation financially, 100% of it goes into world evangelism. Me and Kathy is totally debt-free. Right. If you'd like to be a partner, you can go to jdm.org and just hit the donate button and you can give that way. Or you can pay use PayPal if you want. Or you can text to give. Or you can do like I do, mail in your donation the old-fashioned way if you want to. Now, if you don't want to, then don't do it. You've heard me say it before. But still watch the program. Mm -hmm. But I want to tell you something. You'll miss an opportunity. This is an opportunity. I'm the hardly ever do this on boardroom chat. You miss an opportunity to become a partner. This anointing of increases on us. It's a blessing of the Lord. See, I, I'm going to buy that tire for my daughter, Jody. You know what? And it ain't going to hurt me financially mm -hmm. at all. At all. Why? Because before she ever had a blowout <laughs> or a flat tire, I already had given, and my harvest had already come. Right. So thank you, partners, that do this for and watch our broadcast and all the different and watch Glorious Living. It's just such a blessing of the Lord. I mean, and, and all the different things that we do here, and you'll be blessed. This is Jesse and Kathy saying we love you. We see you next time. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.